Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Groves. I'm so glad that uh, you're with us today and hanging out. And um, we're going to just sing a few songs this morning um, to awaken our bodies, our hearts to worship. And um, then hopefully have a really good uh, discussion and conversation today. So, um, yeah. Let the rains fall, let the 
Peace. 
God, we just, um, we thank you for the faithfulness of your presence, for your goodness to us. We thank you that um, there is no height, nor depth, nor anything that can separate us from your love, from your goodness towards us. And we just invite your presence um, uh, to every space in our lives. And um, we ask you, God, to, um, to silence every fear, to um, calm every anxiety, to speak to every worry, God. And um, we ask for your word and your, the, your presence uh, to invade any storm, any difficulty, any challenge in our lives. We ask for your perfect peace to come and surround us in this moment. We also invite you, God, to call us again to life. The words in the song, call these bones to live, in that picture of those dry, dead bones, and you invite, you invited your uh, Ezekiel to call those bones to life again, and they came alive, and so we just invite you, through your spirit, to speak to dead things in us and cause those things to live again. So come and be alive in us, we invite you, in Jesus' name, amen. Those are some pretty guitar tones, am I right? Um, um, this is that moment where if you were, if we were gathered in one place, we would be um, taking our coffee break. I would be ramming, putting my eye right into that guitar. That's what was happening right there. Um, we would be going and getting our coffee and doing all those things that we like to do. Um, but alas, we are appropriately distanced from one another yeah it depends on the theory of the week so anyway hope that you are <laughs> um and uh here we are i don't know i just need i feel like i need a second is there anything you want to say i'm kind of no i'm with you i'm in the moment so yeah <laughs> gotta come out of the fog of mm-hmm. the fog of art the fog. Is, that, is that yeah it's like the fog of war yeah as um, so many are familiar with. The fog of war. Um, <laughs> I can see Eric is... Amused? Deep. Yeah, amused. Amused. I was going to say familiar with the fog of war. The fog of I war. I think some of the projects I've heard him talk about he does at work uh, felt like war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, in the trenches. Um, we're uh, we're going to talk today about um, purpose. So if you are, whether you're on YouTube, do you want to bring up, I just would like to mm-hmm. see comments. Um, whether you are watching via YouTube or if you are on the Zoom call, um, I would love to see in the chat spaces. Um, if you, if you have, um, if someone were to ask you, what is your purpose? Um, how would you respond to that? Like what um, for those of us who um, are, are uh, following Jesus and um, profess a belief in, in God and um, believe that he has a purpose and a plan for us, we may not all believe that. And I, I mean, I know that I certainly come in and out of that um, as a moody person at times believing and trusting that. But if someone were to say to you, what is your purpose? Like, why are you on earth? Like, what those gifts and the way that you are created and you are made, like, what is your purpose? Why are you here? 
That's such a big question, yeah. right? I mean, well, why don't, uh, unpack that a little bit because I think that's an important piece. You said when, you come in and out of this belief that um, there's a sense of, like uh, what you said about you moving in and out of kind of what you believe about purpose. What do you What do you mean by that? I think that's an interesting yeah component of the like of our experience. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, well, I mean, I, all that to say that there are times when I might feel like or mm. see evidence of, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it's like it's, we're in the zone, like we're in the groove, we're yeah, flowing, yeah, yeah. like this is all working. Mm -hmm. And uh, the things that I love to do, the things that I'm good at are aligning with the universe. Like I am just like, yeah, yeah. right? There's a sense of like purpose and plan and like, whoa, my identity, who I am is wrapped up in this. And then there are other times when it's like, the things that I want to be doing or the way that I have a sense of fulfillment or accomplishment or whatever, yeah. um, it's like it's out of whack and, I'm, and, and I don't really feel like I'm either doing my purpose or I'm, I know what my purpose is or yeah. I, you know, I, I mean, when it comes to employment, right, this is a conversation that happens all the time is like maybe your job, right? Because like there's this sort of, some of us have a sense of like, I want my job and my life purpose to align, right. right? And some people are like, hey, I have to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. So I don't need to find all of my sure. purpose in my work, work, so to speak. It's not my identity, yeah, there's but like, even, there's a lot of... Yeah, there's argument for even, if you're talking about a deeper sense of like a spiritual significance. Oh. Or, uh, hi, Nico. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I, I think there's a case to be made for uh, a greater amount of freedom in fulfilling that if it's not tied to your vocation, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, I maybe think that, so, yeah. I think that absolutely is a real thing. Yeah. Um, I have, and, and, and I, I'm asking this question, and I know that's a big one. It's not like you can just even like, I'm like, go ahead, go ahead, type your purpose <laughs> into a, right? Um, I, a good friend of mine, Daniel, um, has been helping me kind of identify, going through this process of identifying purpose to practices, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. And um, the first time he asked me that question, I was like, I don't know, like, why am I here? And, and, and what it did too was it also confronted maybe some of my own doubts and fears, like, what if there isn't, right? Because yeah, yeah, I think yeah, like yeah, deep, yeah. deep, deep, deep down, mm -hmm. it's like, what if I'm just one, like Enneagram 4, what sure. if I'm just one, <laughs> like, like what if we're all just, like Is there's that, no, there's the nothing special fear? about yeah. me, like there's nothing unique about me, I have no, sure. there's no greater, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it, it confronted, but it also made me So do you see purpose though in layers? Time. I mean, I don't know, I haven't. I that's that that's kind of how I've always thought about it is that there there's this like kind of general purpose of us as humans right and we have these general things that right, are right. just it's part of life right, right? we have to uh, you know, we have to provide if, if for ourselves. We have mm -hmm. to, you know, provide if we are responsible for others. We have to provide for them. So there's that sense of just like vocation is something we we have to have as purpose, right? So that that's kind of like these base layers. Then if you're a person that is a follower of Jesus, you know, or a spiritual person, mm -hmm. then nurturing that aspect of who you are, right? Mm -hmm. Or at the base level, saying yes to Jesus, that that's that's a layer of purpose. Mm -hmm. And so kind of what you're talking about, though, is the deeper, right? Very specific, which yeah. is probably a product of your Enneagram 4 uh, type way of looking at the world, right? That, that there should be a unique individual purpose for each person. Well, yeah. Well, that, that yeah, you I think just that think that, that, that we times, right? can. No, what I, 
Well, yeah, I, I don't know if I would go that far. But, mm, okay. um, but, you know, with this, I would say that given our particular context where we have some forced closures, right? Mm. And there's isolation. There are, I remember at the very beginning, um, I think it was Joe who was like one of the things that was str- like a struggle, right? Is if, if like, who am I or what do I do apart from my work, mm. right? And I remember mm-hmm. going through that when we lost our particular role or our job. It's sure. like, well, who am I and, and what's my purpose? Why, mm-hmm. why am I here? Mm. And I think we just have this moment where we can think about, or at least I've been thinking about, and maybe maybe some of you have been thinking about this in this particular time, like why are you here? What are the unique gifts that I have? What's my purpose? Because we're, I think we're in this moment where there are things that are, are dying or have died, yeah. right? Like yeah, there yeah, are yeah. deaths that we are experiencing, For kind sure. of mini deaths, right? Some significant, some of us have, some people have lost family members, like mm-hmm. death is around and death is, happening in ways to us there's closures there's isolation there's we're getting cut off right um and and there are things that some things that can be and i think will be resurrected and there are some things that need to stay in the grave Mm. and so part for me was sort of processing like what are there things that i've put on myself or things that i've Mm-hmm. taken on that really aren't in alignment with what God has for me or what his purpose or like what he would or aren't even with my gifts or what I even care about or what I want to do or you yeah. know all those things it's just this moment right mm-hmm. to think about that and so of course then of course I say of course um kind of happening at the same time so I'm wrestling with these ideas in my own identity in my own self and um in a few conversations that I had there was a passive scripture that kept coming up uh, for me and um and it was it was really about Jesus and his purpose and why mm-hmm. he came mm-hmm. and and so um if you have your bible or if you look at the text um i wanted to take a look this morning at Luke chapter 4 and we're going to start with verse 16 and so the context of the story is that Jesus was just in the desert. Right. So I think there's a little even like maybe in this moment we can some of us can identify that there was this like Jesus was pulled and it says that the spirit led him into the wilderness, right. which nobody likes to think about anyway. Like I don't like particularly thinking that God right. is leading me, the mm-hmm. spirit of God, the breath of God is leading me into a desolate, isolated place. Right. Like that does not sound yeah. like... For, that actually contradicts some well, theology out there, right? I, I mean, and, but, he, yeah, he's leading him into a, a not just a desert, but like a vulnerable place. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. A, no food, no yeah. shelter, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. So he's, yeah, Jesus is being led, was led by the Spirit of God in yeah. the desert. So, Quite literally led to be vulnerable mm-hmm. to... Uh, 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 an attack or a testing, right? right? To face the temptations, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. To face our compulsions, right? The compulsion to provide for yeah. self, the compulsion well, to, to face rule, himself, to right? like, all those things that are, I think, in us yeah, as but humans. He, I think that's really appropriate to, we should draw that out, though, because what you're talking about, that sense of who we are, that sense of self, that was what all of the testing was about, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The the devil, when he's testing Jesus in the desert, is starting his statements with, well, if you're really the son if of God. If you really are who you say yeah, you are. Yeah, if this is yeah. who you are. Right. Right? And mm-hmm. how how many of us go through that when we're in these moments yeah. uh, of having to face ourselves? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So Jesus is coming out of this wilderness. And so already for me, there's just this little bit of encouragement in scripture about being in a wilderness or an isolated place that that's not abandoned, you know, and that there's actually like, like can be God 
inviting us into that space. So there's yeah. that little bit of encouragement. Okay. Um, so he's coming, he comes out of that wilderness time mm-hmm. and he goes to the synagogue and that's where we're picking up Luke chapter four, verse 16. So it says yeah. this. Now Jesus came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. hometown anyway yeah and went into the synagogue on the sabbath day as was his custom he stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet isaiah was given to him he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written the spirit of the lord is upon me the spirit of the breath of god has come upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim what has he anointed why like the spirit of god is on jesus why why is jesus here yeah to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and the regaining of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, he gave it back to the attendant, and he sat down, and the eyes of everyone were on him, and he began to tell them, today the scripture is fulfilled, even as you heard it being read. Mm. So I've heard this scripture so many times, and it's actually from Isaiah chapter 61, which is where right. we get the name of our faith community, right? right? Like, it's just a few verses down where we kind of get into the heart of where we grabbed yeah. the name, the groves, that the, the oaks of righteousness. Yeah. And so leading up to this is, is the purpose, like why the Spirit of God, like why Jesus came. Yeah. And so for me, when I'm thinking about, so tying like my, my purpose, right? And if I am following Jesus, then my purpose I'm going to say is tied. If I'm following him and I want to be more like him and mm-hmm. I am joining Jesus in the work that he came to do, right. then my purpose also, the church's purpose, I think, if, is a lot, needs to be aligned with this. Absolutely. Right? Right? Which is good news to who? Yeah. To the poor. To the poor. Right. Right? To proclaim release to captives. For like sight for the blind, freeing those who are oppressed. Mm-hmm. And and so this passage for me is just gaining more and more power and like like compelling conviction for me mm-hmm. that, you know, for us as, as someone, so just for me and, and participating in leading this particular faith community that we call the Groves, that our work yeah. ought to be about good news to yeah. the poor, right? Yeah. These things. And to proclaim the year. So and and so I wanna just pull that apart a little bit and talk about what that could mean yeah. for us. Because I think also when I've heard the scripture before, I've thought about it only in spiritual mm-hmm. idea, philosophical, yeah, yeah. Spiritual, theological the spiritual right, poor, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Like the spiritually poor, those who like I don't know, like I guess that's like yeah, like spiritually well, impoverished. And I'm not saying that God, us. it's not, <laughs> yeah. right? That That is true. Yeah. Um, but, you know, especially since like we're in this modern time, like I've never seen anybody gain sight, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't, mm-hmm. there's not like a, a, I don't, I don't, this isn't any, anyway, you know, so it's just like, well, I guess since I don't know that I, should I be going around healing people like who are blind, like looking for people who are blind and mm-hmm. being like, you know, I don't, I, I was, that's anyway. So, so then I just made it all spiritual. Because I didn't know what to do with that. Sure. You know? Or or like the captives, you know, so it was like, do I go to prisons? Like, it just gets confusing, yeah. right? It I mean, gets kind of hard do and that, challenging. Yeah. I mean, that is, people draw inspiration from this to build whole ministries around each one of these statements. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, and, and so, yes, I'm suggesting that there there is a, there that, that as whole people, mm-hmm. as God is like, you know, he wants us to love him with 
body, soul, yeah, yeah, mind, yeah. Right? right? Heart, right. soul, mind, like yeah. all of it. Yeah. Um, that in the same way he wants us to engage and that there is, there is, there is a whole way in which he is inviting us into the work. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, uh, as I was studying and, and, and really came into looking at what this meant, like proclaiming the year of the Lord, like, like, first of all, I guess the first thing for me was like, what is actually good news to the poor? Mm-hmm. What would the, like the best news, like if for those who, you know, I know some of you have lost jobs. Some of us have struggled economically to make mm-hmm. ends meet. Like, so just for, for working poor, let's say like working class, but like what would be good news today for us? Yeah. Like what would, I don't know, what would be good news to you today? <laughs> no, you know? I didn't know you were going to ask yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. I mean, um, I would be really happy if someone yeah. was like, I'm going to take care of your student debt. Sure. Right? That's the first thing or, that comes to mind, I or, think, for a lot of us. Right. Um, you know, you're going to pay your mortgage off. Right, you know? right. Whatever uh, or whatever debt you may have accumulated sure. ever. Right? Yeah. Completely erased. All done. Right? Yeah. yeah, I think that's where modern Americans, that's probably one of the first things that comes to our mind. Right. Is, is, is like debt. debt, like credit card yeah. debt or loans or yeah. any of those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now, like, yeah, and like take that into, so then I think about other people, mm-hmm. right? I think about um, the what would be good news to um, houseless people right. in our neighborhood yeah, yeah what would be good news to marginalized communities what would be good news to right mm-hmm. what would be good news to puerto rico right now that just got hit with another earthquake mm. right like what like good news to the poor like this is what jesus came to give good news i'm like what what does that look like what does that sound like and there's this phrase in here at the end he refers to um to proclaiming the year of the lord Right. Right. And and the year of the Lord is this reference to the Jubilee year. Yeah. Yeah. The, the year of Jubilee. Happened once every 50 years. Right? Yes. Once every right. 50 years. And so um, uh, for those of us that may need a refresher on what the year of Jubilee was all about, mm-hmm. um, I did a little bit of research. And um, uh, first of all, this is just for fun, but the Jubilee year of Jubilee started with a shout or a clang of the trumpets. Mm. So I just want to say that music. Yeah. I don't know. There was some music involved, and it kind of led the way. Anyway, announcing it. I just want to over overemphasize that to a degree that is not theologically sound. Okay, um, but um, so it's so this this joyful so- sound and expression of voices and instruments um, declared the great semi-centennial festival of the Hebrews, and it lasted for a year. So during this year, the land was to be fallow, and the Israelites were only permitted to gather spontaneous produce of the fields. So the year of Jubilee was also rest for creation, yeah. right? And, and we've even talked about the way in which the, the, the forced rest has affected the earth, right. all creation. Yeah, so yeah. That people are like, seeing the difference in, right. like just in observations, just anecdotal right. evidence, people are seeing uh, the animals behave differently, right? right? right. And then things that are more scientific, people like are emissions. seeing, right. yeah, seeing air quality in cities um, go c- completely change. Right. And, yeah. right. So I'm just saying that this is something that, that God had handed down for his people to live by. Yeah. Like when God was like, here's how we'd like you to live. In a like, here's the way that I would like you to do it. He mm-hmm. he he institutes this every fifty year celebration. Okay, so the land is at rest, and and it, you eat what is spontaneous produced, spontaneously produced. This is in Leviticus, by the way, in case you want to look it up. Um, um, all land, all landed property during that year reverted to its original owner, and all who were slaves were set free. 
and all debts were remitted. Okay, that's the good news yeah. to the poor, right? right? Um, the return of the Jubilee year was proclaimed by a blast of trumpets that sounded through the land. Um, and um, anyway, uh, the advantages of this institution were manifold, okay? Number one, it would prevent the accumulation of land on the part of a few to the detriment of the community at large, right? Because mm -hmm. if, if land just keeps returning back to original owner right. every 50 years, you're not getting this accumulated, it's not monopoly. Yeah. Well, because presumably right? they lost the land because um, they weren't able to to work it or they had to, you know, so they had to leverage the mm -hmm. land to, mm -hmm. to eat, to right, survive, right, right. right? And so they would sell, mm -hmm. or technically in this sense, it would be lease, right? They yeah. would lease the land to somebody uh, until the next year of Jubilee, and then that is supposed to come back to them. Right, and you just right? think about then even like what your relationship to land would be like, how you would think about owning, mm. right? Yeah, sure. You would just have a different, anyway. So, yeah. there, that, so that was number one. Number two, it would render it impossible for anyone to be born to absolute poverty since everyone had his or her hereditary land. Okay. Mm -hmm. Three, it would preclude these inequalities which are produced by extremes of riches and poverty and, and which make one man domineer, one man or woman domineering over another. Right. It would eliminate um, those, that huge disparity, right? It, four, it would utterly do away with slavery, right? Like basically, and, and slavery in this particular time was not the slavery that we, hear, right. uh, that we right. in the United States, but certainly had the U.S. say, for example, been like every 50 years slaves go free right mm -hmm. that would have been but but we well, can't for build them, an economy on that right right that i mean that's that's right. what's happening right here. right you, you can't know? build this like right which is like the sense of such the individualism mm -hmm. i did this i mean mm -hmm. that was the whole intent of sabbath even was like actually no you're not creating your wealth yeah god is provider right right that's the intent and this is part of jubilee as well um five it would afford a fresh opportunity to those who, redu who were reduced by adverse circumstances to begin again their career of industry, right? And where it was forfeited. So in other words, you get a restart, mm -hmm. right? So let's say you make a mistake. Let's say you get into tens and thousands of dollars, like for us, mm -hmm. if you got into all this debt or in their time, like you had to, because of it, the land didn't produce mm -hmm. and then you mm -hmm. had to leverage or you had to write the right. debt that you accumulate because life happens. Right. Not because you're a bad person, not because, right. and even if you made a foolish mistake, even if you made an error, mm -hmm, even if mm -hmm. it's all your fault. Yeah, it's not God, like Jubilee right. was only for the right, ones right. deemed responsible. Right, right. Like, oh, you were responsible. Right. You just had a hard it time. It doesn't matter whether yeah. it was your decision or because right. crap happens. Yeah. Right? All of that, all of it is, it's a restart. So, and the last thing, it would periodically rectify the disorders which crept into the state in the course of time, preclude the division of the people into nobles and plebeians and preserve the, yeah. So, so it, this, this way, I don't know, it was kind of blowing my mind to think about the ways in which um, that God would wanted us to be, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and there was like this, I don't know, in this moment for me, in this moment of, of, of the, um, seeing the ways in which our structures have created where we are today, mm -hmm. looking at our systems, looking at the ways in which we are seeing disparity. Right. And we've known that the disparity was there. Yeah. And that's not been a secret. But 
I think there's maybe maybe there's some more conversations about that, maybe some more recognition of those things that we as we see it in healthcare, mm-hmm. we see it in the way in which COVID nineteen is affecting communities and, and bodies of right. people. And um, anyway, it, it it calls to mind to me like what is what is the system? What kind of institution was God? How was He inviting us to live? Right. And um, um, and, and, and those things like that, that, so a year, the year of Jubilee, mm-hmm. where it's like, this is the year that we reset everything. Slaves are free. Mm-hmm. Land gets returned. All of this, right? This is actually the good news. Like, yeah. what? That's the good news. But it, it's kind of like our story of, of, um, oh, cause what I'm thinking about is like, it's supposed to be a celebration, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it had to be. Like if you're selfish, it's not. Right, right, right. right. It's not good news. Right, right, right. If you're selfish and you've leveraged things over the course of the last fifty years yeah. to build up an empire, yeah. and uh, and you're like you know I don't know settlers of Catan or whatever. You're like you know. <laughs> I've never played that amassing. game. I'm not I don't know. Sure I, I'm not, I played Does once. Does it work that way? I, risk. Monopoly. What about you're, risk? You know, risk gets like global. Yeah, but I mean, if you're that person, you've. Right. You, you own know, Boardwalk and, right, and, and right. all of it. Every time someone lands, you're just uh-huh. reaping in the dollars. And then you're a Jubilee is happening. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, I it goes back to like, right. right. And that that is what confronts the, the system that we live in. Right. Right. Are these images um, we're because we're so like we I mean, the the kind of the white evangelical church that you and I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, we're so married to the economic system uh, that un- undeniably benefits many people, right? And you and I were even talking about this earlier, that you know, historically, um, the economic system we're a part of, it's, it's arguable, has pulled more people out of poverty than any other economic system. Right. And so that's an argument that people will make. And, and it's worth, I think, considering, but it doesn't mean um, deifying that system in, in uh, its completely unchecked form or, or things like that, um, because this this is not that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like if you're patterning uh, a, a system after the, after these kind of ideals, this kind of forgiveness. Yeah. You know, debt forgiveness. And this kind of way of not being attached mm. to wealth or to things. Yeah. Because I think for a lot of us, our purpose has been tied to accumulating. Like, my my purpose is to accumulate wealth. Or like, sure. is to, sure. right, because that's responsible. And we've attached more to it. That's responsible. Yeah, yeah. That's security. And I get yes, it. Like, it's yeah. what I'm entrenched in. I say mm-hmm. it even right now. And I'm like, well, isn't that important? Yeah, right? right? But there's this tension in the way that I think we're invited to live. And so as the church, like what we're confronted with regarding the year of Jubilee and who the good news is for. Mm-hmm. So like what is our purpose and what business are we about doing? Right. And then how are we operating as a church in a way that is more now, like what God is inviting us into? Yeah. And so to draw the line, right, between the, the concept of the year of Jubilee as a, a Hebrew Israelite mm-hmm. concept Right. That's why you started with Luke, because that draws it directly to the person of Jesus, mm-hmm. which which pulls Christianity 
smack dab in the middle of concepts like this. Uh-huh. Oops. <laughs> that was violent. That was my, my bad. Got excited. Okay. <laughs> um, and, 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 and so I have, uh, over the years when talking about this idea to people, I, I just want to revisit that idea of, of diminishing the social impact of embracing ideas like this because you reduce Jesus's statement to purely a spiritual statement. That what Jesus is saying when he shows up at the synagogue and he reads Isaiah 61 is that he's just saying, um, I'm here to provide good news for the poor in spirit. I'm gonna um, set you free from your sin. I'm going to open right. your eyes to your sin so you can, <laughs> right? right, right? right, right. Why can't it be, why does it have to be either or all the time, right? right? right. When you look at a totality of scripture and a totality of these ideas, the idea, because Matthew says that Jesus' purpose was that he came to set his people free from sin, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so for sure, but why does it have to be either or all the time? Mm-hmm. Either uh, we care uh, literally for the poor or we're all spiritually right. poor and in need. Right. And I think it's both. It is because they're both intrinsically tied. Yes. It is spiritual poverty that would allow us to create systems yes. that that is sin yes. that makes someone else not have food to eat. Exactly. Well, all these yeah. people have food to eat. Right. That is brokenness. Right. That absolutely. is off the mark of what yeah. God has intended for us. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so I just... I'm so I'm feeling so impassioned about this because I more than ever again just like okay God just ask me the question and this is why I'm having this we're having this conversation and with us is because I want us together to be like okay God like what is your purpose why the Groves faith community Mm -hmm. why Mm -hmm. in in the in Portland Oregon like what are you asking us what are you inviting us Mm -hmm. to do that is in alignment with what you came to do yeah which is good news this is the good news. Right. Debts are, right? Like, yeah. how does that work out? What is God inviting us into? And now some of you might go, okay, well, that's pie in the sky. Okay. Like, right. Like, why, yeah, yeah, why yeah. did people like Bernie Sanders or just like, <laughs> nice try. Like, like yeah. you can do that. Right. Yeah. Like people yeah. don't like those sort of like, we're going to erase all debt. And I'm not, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that there are people who are believers, people who are, who are also just I, I find themselves in alignment with God's purposes, whether mm-hmm. or not they acknowledge that it's God, you know, yeah. as, as we, as we would say, but, uh, people who are actually wanting to see this kind of, this practiced yeah. in the world today. Yeah. And, um, I think that it's something I just want us to wrestle with it. So it's not like I have answers or like at the end of this talk is no, like, okay. here are the three things that we're going to do to, I, I mean, we're not, we're not there yet. We're, we're just, this is the intro, yeah. this is the introduction. But there are little things we can do, but right? There are like you things. and I, uh, so the stimulus checks, mm-hmm. right? That's, mm-hmm. that, that's a perfect example right. that there are, are those that have received stimulus checks mm-hmm. that um, are still working. Mm-hmm. And so the the need for that extra 
uh, may not be there. You and I have talked about this, of taking uh, an amount, and we've already started doing it, taking an amount of that stimulus check and very intentionally putting it back into local business, um, and then also taking an amount of that Mm -hmm. and uh, putting it into uh, places of need, Mm -hmm. of absolute need. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great challenge for us as a community to wrestle Mm -hmm. with. If you're still working and you've received a a stimulus check, Mm -hmm. that take this as a challenge to take a percentage Mm -hmm. and and decide i'm going to find places and and uh we've we've had some right we we had the grocery gift card thing Mm -hmm. that was one thing that uh leroy invited us Mm -hmm. into Mm -hmm. um and where i think where the need uh, the need is only going to grow i guess Mm -hmm. we should say that Mm -hmm. that the longer this happens the more people who are going to continue to be in need and mm-hmm. so this won't be a one-time one-off right, sort of right, thing right 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 in fact we're still we still have um yeah we're still with the grocery gift cards we're still participating in that we're still we're still um, calling for people yeah to we're give still to inviting that. people to give to that and and finding ways to get grocery gift cards yeah. to both um families on free and reduced lunch and for those who are undocumented both of those mm. both okay. of those things yeah um and then there are and there are ways that um, I am just exploring and learning about and seeing. And one of them, like if anyone is interested in this um, or exploring a little further, or just confronting our own, like, well, that can't happen. And this is what I want to challenge. Sort of that that first response that's too hard. Yeah. yeah or yeah. that's it's too big. Too big. Yeah. Like I actually, I'm like, how little? I've been actually very seriously confronted with how small I think God is Mm -hmm. and how little Mm -hmm. I think he cares about us and about me and about the lives of people who I love. Like I have made him too small, him, her, God. Okay. So one of the organizations that I've been paying attention to that I've learned about through my friend Daniel is called Jubilee Cincinnati. And they are very, very deliberately working to, um, uh, directly within economies of um, black neighborhoods and mm-hmm. poor white neighborhoods in Cincinnati mm. to address the gentrification, to address um, sort of those challenges that happen where people with money come into neighborhoods that are under-resourced and mm-hmm. then just buy everything up and mm-hmm. then ele- right, yeah. um, buy everything out and then and then those people end up either leaving or either way, they the, the, the people who are in those neighborhoods don't get a part of the economic right. piece right. of that pie yeah, yeah, right yeah. in that space. Yeah. And so they're working very deliberately to empower and to resource people in those neighborhoods to build their own equity in their own neighborhoods. So it's not like, oh, we've got money, we're going to do our thing, goodbye. But how can we actually put money, resources, education, training into those neighborhoods and those places so that they're flourishing with those people that are there? With the, like, with... Whatever, the folks who live there. Right, right? yeah. And and as somebody, you know, I was just in Cincinnati. I've taken a couple trips there. And, and the last time I was there, I stayed literally on the front line of gentrification. I was in mm-hmm. a, I, I mean, I felt guilty because I was staying uh-huh. in an Airbnb. Sure. Right, this, this so new a, condo yeah. that was displacing. Like, it was right yeah. on the edge of, 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 of those neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, oh my gosh, like the next time I'm here, I was actually grieving it. Yeah. So I thought, okay, the next time I come and visit, yeah. This is gonna like how much of this is gonna be gone? How many of these kids that are playing in these in the streets right here are gonna be gone? Like they're not even gonna live here anymore. Yeah. And and but um, there's this great there's a a movement of economists of justice workers of faith communities. Um, and again, that's Jubilee Cincinnati. And then there's another woman who before I met, you go on oh. uh, related to that. If uh, you guys are stuck at home, as many of you are, 
there, our Wednesday night uh, movie theology group just watched a movie. Uh, was called The Last Black Man in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and it, it and then had a discussion all around what you're talking about uh, here about uh, gentrification, and um, and it's a beautiful film. It's not a documentary. It's just a, a beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, a film uh, uh, and wrestles with these ideas of race mm-hmm. and um, gentrification and displacement and mm-hmm. uh, mental health and you know all these these different aspects that are related to that mm-hmm. and so I I mean I think that would be awesome I just wanted to put it out there for mm-hmm. anybody if you're looking for something to watch that's gonna stir your spirit uh, around these or have a discussion around this topic mm-hmm. it's uh, the last black man in San, San Francisco uh, and it it was fabulous and we had an awesome discussion on Wednesday about that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so the um, another person who you can google and look up and find about out about the work and what she does her name is Majora Carter M-A-J-O-R-A Carter and she's in New York City and she does very similar work um, in that um, they are they find um, ways of investing again back into the neighborhoods, empowering, resourcing the people that are already there um, to um, um, yeah to uh, sorry distracted. Sorry, I thought you could do that while yeah, yeah. I drew attention. No, to I can't. I can't to think two things at one time. Um, anyway, Majora Carter, she does this work in in New York City, yeah, yeah. and. Um, um, again, about um, in this particular way, one of the one of the ways is about where wealth lies. Mm-hmm. Who benefits from developments? Who benefits mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. improvements yeah. in neighborhoods? And making sure that there's actually equity built in, and and for those who who haven't had the opportunities because right. of history, yeah, because yeah. of the systemic ways in which yeah. racism or yes. um, yeah classism exists in our country, and mm-hmm. those and those because we don't have year jubilee. Um, anyway, uh, that is uh, uh, two 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 different organizations, people that you could take a look at and just say, okay, like maybe it just stretches us a little bit to be thinking about ways that we can be invited into um, restore, restorative work right. and, um, and bringing good news to the poor. Like right. what does that actually look like in yes. Portland? Um, what do we, does the church, this is the question, does the church, and particularly since we have our, we're, we are a very, uh, um, uh, what would we say? We were from a kind of middle class, kind of mm-hmm. a white congregation, mm-hmm. and that is the neighborhood that we exist in. Um, what do we? What is it that? Is there something that God might be speaking to us or inviting us into when it comes to gentrification in our own city mm. and the ways in yeah. which black neighborhoods and black communities have been dispersed, right? And like yeah. taken, yeah. So I do think I think that God does have something to say about that. So. Um, I want to call us to some action and, um, I, and, and, uh, I see that Leroy has commented on, um, on our, uh, YouTube and I want us, I want to call us to, um, to giving and, um, of our finances, of our resources for those of us that can. And, um, and it, Whatever amounts, whether we're talking about our stimulus checks or we're just talking about a time, maybe there's some little, maybe you're in a, in a place where you're getting a little bit of extra right now, whatever we can, um, I would love us to create a fund 
um, from that. And I think what are they right? A stimulus offering, we can call it that. Um, and um, create a fund that we can uh, pull out of for those moments when we can take action, when uh, a need comes in front of us that we can, we can give. And so um, if you are uh, in a situation where you're able to give financially, um, you can go directly to our Groves. You can go to our PayPal, um, thegroveschurch.com backslash give, and you can give via PayPal, and you just put in that notes like stimulus offering, and that will, that will be a fund that we set up that's strictly for a benevolence. Um, and uh, uh, that's one way that we can begin in this in, to participate. But I suspect and I hope that God continues to give us opportunities and ways that he leads us into um, partnerships and relationships where we can, um, we can participate in what it means to uh, give good news, to set captives free, um, yeah, and do that, do that work. I'm going to open up the Zoom chat right now. Um, and so if everyone would just begin by, I would love to see faces come alive. I know everyone's kind of on there. Um, but if you would free up your video, um, and if you could mute first so that we can just mute one at a time and we're not just like stunned with, um, like YouTube delays and all that kind of stuff, but I'm going to unmute everybody in the zoom and, um, uh, and I'm going to unmute in five, four, three, two. One, unmuting everybody. Um, and just make sure you mute yourself over there or I will mute you. <laughs> <laughs> or Eric will mute you. He's co-host, he has power to do that. Um, what are some things if you are in the Zoom or you can um, text it in the YouTube chat, we're gonna go into sort of discussion. Gotta go, I understand that. Um, feel free to leave as you need to. What are some things that maybe you heard um, today um, in this talk? Um, anything that has stirred, any ideas, any thoughts that you might have uh, from this conversation? One of the things for me, hopefully you can hear me. Um, one of the things for me that was kind of really striking me was it, it's actually a topic that came up um, a little bit earlier uh, I think last week uh, or maybe a couple weeks ago when we were talking with Emily was just that idea of uh, good news and uh, and who is it good no news for okay. and sort of that um, that reality that the good news for the poor is oftentimes not great news for those that are experiencing uh, structural power. And uh, yeah, that's just a, a really challenging thought. And that's, I think that's something that's sticking with me right now mm -hmm. that I want to explore a little bit. So that's just one of the, the topics that you guys had brought up that kind of was uh, ringing out for me anyway. Yeah, the good news is a different kind of good news. The good news, right, is, is, like, is like liberation from Right, right, a, a right. That's which is a great thing, Eric, yeah. for you to bring up. Like, we, well, and we've been seeing this as we've worked through Exodus and commenting mm -hmm. on it a lot. Mm -hmm. Right, that the the message of liberation and freedom for the enslaved and the oppressed was, I mean, really, it was a threat to the oppressor. It was mm -hmm. let them go, or else, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and. Um, 
So it was, yeah. it was a harsh other word for yeah, 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 yeah. But I think I think well, just in conversations that I that I've had, right? The the liberation for those in power is liberation from all those things that come with it. Yeah. So the, I think when you dig the, deeper, that's right, where you see. Right. Yeah. It's liberation from the sense of that it's all on you. Like you actually to be free from that responsibility, mm-hmm. from that rat race, from that compulsion, from the um freedom from sin yeah i mean that's, there, it is a brokenness right? it's a way in which right yeah um someone has been invited and yeah give it that um i mean that's i would see that as a like a direct parallel mm-hmm. that that the good news to the the literal poor uh is to the oppressor hey let them go set them free and yeah that you're gonna pay an economic price because you're not able to exploit that resource mm-hmm. but, but now you're not an exploiter now no you're free from that yeah. sin you're right. free from that brokenness right right yeah you know? yeah yeah more more thoughts also i love seeing live moving faces thank you everybody yeah i just I, sent I, a bunch I, of invites for people to kind of like unlock their video i think some folks are just now getting that the co-host so. locked me, so I was feeling a little bit, you know. Uh, <laughs> Eric, yeah. It was not intentional, Vic. <laughs> Eric, set our people free. <laughs> I'll do my best. There's some problems here. Yeah. That we've given power. Yeah. Okay. I was texting uh, kind of back and forth, so I probably missed the question. Um, just asking for what, for, if there's anything from this particular conversation that struck you or things that came out or um, what you heard, anything like that. Well, yeah, actually, one of the things that, that I was thinking about was that um, sometimes with things that are principle-based, like I think, you know, the biblical principle of Jubilee is something that would benefit people in any setting really if a government instituted something like that because it's a biblical principle i think god blesses it and so um i've i've kind of always felt like gosh you know what would happen if you've eliminated like you know there's been talk you know let's let's get rid of the school loans because that's the biggest burden on a generation and I'm thinking, yeah, I mean, if there's some sort of jubilee once every 50 years like that, that would really set people free to do things that, you know, as our hearts, as our hearts are changed and, and more in line with God, hopefully, you know, where we would then, you know, begin to use our resources uh, like like you mentioned, uh, the idea of the um, stimulus offering, you know. So, but the whole point I was getting at was, I, I was feeling like um, with this coronavirus thing, that it's almost like God is forcing a jubilee to begin, you know, because mm-hmm. like here you have, you know, these funds are being released. There's talk about you know the school loan thing. Businesses are about to go under, so. We're, you know, we're trying to set people free from some of the, the b- barriers and bondages that, you know, would cause all, all that to fail. And so in a way, you know, it's almost like God saying, ha, 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 you won't do it yourself. Well, maybe I'm going to help you do it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that's relevant, but that's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah. It definitely seems like an opportunity in a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. 
I saw um, I saw on YouTube you were saying he would love to lead a conversation on, on historic racism to show how we got to this place. Um, I, for one, am in for that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That would be. Um, we will, we will, um, I will check in with Leroy and get a time and date locked in for that, that particular thing. Other thoughts? Any other thoughts? I think there are people still trying to maybe come into the Zoom conversation. I, I thought folks had some really cool um, ideas for, <laughs> we've got baby sounds, I love it. Um, really cool ideas for what good news is um, for them. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the, that idea of, you know, a lot of folks bringing up just safety, uh, shelter, mm -hmm. uh, health care, you know, uh, relief of debt burdens and some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I know that for me personally, um, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about about good news is, you know, I have family members that are it's they're extended, you know, they're they're not people that I can you know, they live like in Minnesota or in some cases uh, in California and, or on the East Coast where I know that they are um, have had struggles with just getting uh, access to health care and stuff like that. And um, just really, you know, even just just basic, like knowing how to <laughs> how to pay pills and then deal with, you know, some mental illness stuff that they have. And uh, just some of the structures that make that really challenging. Like right now, the primary pathway to healthcare is through vocation. Right. Um, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, and 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 I have family members that just aren't able to um, work or have had troubles in consistently working. You know, and so it's off and on. And when it's off, is typically in the times that they're most unhealthy, and that's also when they're not working. Right. And that's when the resources are removed, right. you know, yeah. right. and, um, you know, so that's just a, mm -hmm. it seems like such a large systemic problem, like so challenging to solve something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, that's part of, you know, my takeaway in this conversation is just like, mm -hmm. um, that good news, how can we create systems and um, a flow, you know, if it's not a top down, like federally, we're doing this or statewide, we're doing this. How can we as uh, believers in our neighborhoods, in our families, um, extend that good news and just find ways of, of kind of bringing that out? So, yeah, another really challenging, big, abstract thought, but has real tangible impacts on people. Yeah. yeah. You know, I know one of the strong pushbacks to even bring in this discussion into like the pragmatic universe of actually like seeing change in a um in the economic system or the, uh, through political action right has I, I heard it my whole life growing up um that you know jesus didn't come to institute a political system right but one thing that people fail to acknowledge is that jesus was born into this political system that we just got done reading about right that had something like the year of jubilee he was already he was calling people back to um, actually living this out because one of the problems with Israel is that they wouldn't always uh, adhere to this practice, 
Right? This is one of the things that, that judgment would come on them for was their treatment of the vulnerable, their treatment of the poor. And, 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 and one of the specific things that's mentioned uh, against them in many places in prophecy is the moving of boundary lines and moving of boundary stones. In other words, stealing the ancestral lands of people, yeah. which considering where we live, uh, you know, we might think about repentance prayer but the point being absolutely you know the point being is that you you it's always convenient uh when people remove um the call to political action uh from the gospel it's always convenient to whatever group is saying oh well that's not you know that's not what that's for just you know let's have an altar call and leave it at that you know jesus was deeply political and and it's it's always it, this moving us into the world this action is going to be political it's going to especially in an it age to impact systems yes it ought to speak to yeah that it it, it should yeah and you know like jesus we we have Right, we have this understanding of of Jesus as the Son of God, and and what He was called to do, and what He did, mm -hmm. and that He was appointed to die. Like, there's this great yeah. idea theologically within our text. He also was killed by an oppressive force that didn't want right. his political actions yes. to create more problems. Yes. So it was both and. Again, yeah. we have a both and situation. Hi, Kitty. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that is all for you. Yeah. Um, hey, I have something to throw out there to everybody. Leroy says, hey, Leroy is, you know, ENFP. He's a seven. No, he's an eight with a seven wing. He's been locked up in his house. He's bored. <laughs> no. But he said that he is free tonight to initiate this conversation with us if we want to. For those of us who also might be at home and have nothing else to do. Um, um, ha, I, would, uh, I would love it. I could set up a Zoom uh, for tonight. I didn't ask what time as I'm talking about this. Would you allow Leroy into the Zoom? Because he seems to have trouble getting into this. I know, we're having one. trouble getting people into the Zoom. I'm not responsible for that. <laughs> I'm technologically challenged. Here's Eric. So, here's the bus. There's access. <laughs> we're having accessibility issues as we talk about justice and Equal equity. Access. And yeah. I love it. Appreciate that. Anyway. Yeah. Not sure what's going on, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, but anyway, Leroy is up for hosting that conversation. I'm going to say 7 p.m. tonight. He says 7 p.m. works. Yep. 7 p.m. tonight, I will set up a Zoom thing for those of you who can. Um, that would that will be really good for right. us. Um, 7 o'clock tonight. And um, I'm sure it will not be the last conversation that we have around those things. Um, anyway, um, I think maybe we could... I Sorry, my phone keeps dinging. Um, I think that uh, maybe we could close off this conversation at this point and um, yeah, dive deeper into both the history and then I think we can, um, um, it, there is an important part, something that I've learned in the, in the process of equity learning and training and particularly around race is that um, there first needs, requires a reckoning, mm. right? We need mm -hmm. to be confronted. We actually, there is actually a lament and a grief that I think we need to experience and, mm -hmm. and like, what do we do? Like we should feel some, there's a reckoning mm -hmm. with um, our collective history um, before we can move into, into restoration, into, you know, 
uh, reparations, all those sorts of things is a reckoning that happens first. And so um, part of understanding our, the history is, I think is an important part of that. Absolutely. So yeah. um, thank you, Leroy, for um, offering that to us. And we will definitely take advantage of that tonight. So we'll send out that Zoom link via, if you aren't on our Groves texts, um, Eric, how do we get, how would somebody get on those so that they get the links? Uh, Abby is going to post that shortly. She is, uh, I actually don't know the path, so she's going to post it on YouTube. And then okay. if it happens before the end of the call, I'll, I'll throw it in the chat here. And we'll also send it out this week because I think there's some folks uh, that need to get at it. Yeah. Okay. So there's a way that you can get on the text and then that's where you get the links for the Zoom and YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, so again, okay. So responses, two responses today. You can give at thegrowthchurch.com backslash give and put some funds into benevolence fund or stimulus offering so that we can help people who are in need during this time. Um, the second thing that we can do is respond to this invitation from Leroy to, um, to learn mm -hmm. um, about how we got into this position that we are in here, here and now. So we'll do that via Zoom at seven o'clock tonight. Um, thank you so, so much for joining us today in this conversation. Yeah. Um, uh, I am learning so much about this. You're going to, sorry, we're going to talk about it a lot. Um, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I think you just mean you're not sorry. Sonia. Sorry yeah. at all. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Okay. So we got, uh, we got feedback from Abby and it's, you text Groves Alerts. To six six five nine nine, so G R O V E S A L E R T S two six six five nine nine, and that will allow text alerts to happen. Great, and well, so you'll get a text alert uh, to let you know about the Zoom thing tonight, so we can. Awesome. And awesome, everybody! Thank you so much for joining and for worshiping with us and learning and growing and all those things. We love you all so much. Yeah. Um, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like when we actually get to see one another face to face in the yeah, same room. Yeah, for sure. Oh, it might be mask insane. Mask to mask. Yeah. Mask to mask. Yeah. Uh, distanced appropriately. Mm -hmm. We can meet in that large sanctuary and like just sit, like you know, yeah, multiple feet apart. Everybody gets a pew. Everybody gets their own pew. It's mm -hmm. going to be fantastic. I can't wait. Yeah. Anyway, hey, Nico, we love you all so yeah, much. Let me just for sure. pray for all of us and then uh, we'll close it out. Okay, let me pray for you all. God, we thank you so mm. much for the ways that you are inviting us into your work, the things that you are already active in doing um, in our lives, in our families, in the city, in the world. And so we just ask for you to... We, are, we invite you to keep um, prodding at us, to keep changing us, shaping us, informing us. We love you. This is all for your name and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love you amen. all. Have amazing, amazing weeks. If you need anything, reach out. Yep. We are, we are, we are here for you. Okay. Love you. Okay. Bye. All right. See you guys.